it, it was very spiteful and mean. I didn't think it was. Um, I just I didn't think that Amira makes some. That's the one storyline where she makes some choices where it feels like the writers are forcing us to this. Th- we have to get to this point, so she has to do A, B, and Z. I'm like. I don't know it's, it, if there's not another way for you to get to that point, then maybe you shouldn't get to that point. Mm, okay. But anyway, welcome to part two of Scam is <laughs> uh, Dive right into it. Please don't edit that out. <laughs> Just start it right there in the middle of the conversation. I can start in the middle of the conversation, but we should still reintroduce ourselves. Yeah. So I'm Gabby. And I'm Liska. And this is Cries in Norwegian. Yes, the podcast where we talk about scam and all its alternate universes. And today we are talking about part two of Scam España season four. So the last time we will be talking about these group of characters that we actually really love and care about. Except we hate the Lucas storyline. I'm just going to say that. I hope you agree with me, but we can talk about it. Uh, yeah, this is, the, this is the episode where we get to rage about the things that did not work. <laughs> yeah, so this is the first one. So the first episode, if you want to go back to listen to it, it was basically all about Amira and Danny and Chris and the Girl Squad and all that. And um, it was a pleasant experience overall. Good faith attempt. And then there's the point of views of the other characters. And there's the point of view of the characters. So as this was the final season of Scum, and I think they knew early on this was going to be the final season. Like, I think Movistar was like, you get eight episodes. That's it, right? They've made this decision that they were going to, like, sort of split to, like, split, like, put a, a point of view characters from characters we hadn't had before. It's not the first time they tried this. They did it with Vidi in season three. And it was absolutely fucking fantastic, right? And so that's how they kind of got away with making all the mains, uh, all the girl squad be mains. Uh, and it was amazing. But that had a very clear perspective and a very clear, like, character-driven um, specificity. And you knew what was the story they were trying to tell. I have no idea what any of these points of view we're trying to do uh, overall. It felt very much like, okay, we have one season left. Let's like wrap everyone up, whether they need it or not, whether there's any story there or not. That's kind of how it felt to me. You want to do it in order? Let's do, should we do Nora and Alejandro first? Since there's like nothing really to say about them except. Yeah, so I think Nora and Alejandro is born out of the fan reaction of people really liking Nor- Norandro? Is that how you say it? Noran- Norandro, I think so. Mm-hmm. And not getting the chance to see them together because it, it happened before season three via social media. And then you have like the sort of the final episode in season three because they're not the point of season three, right? Which we love. Season three is fantastic. But I think some fans were deprived of that. They're a very popular um, pairing, especially with the younger kids. And in terms of the Wilhelms, the Nurhelms, well, I said it wrong. The Nurhelms, they are pretty high up there with the ones that people like um, overall. And Alejandro with the ones that people like too. I think mm-hmm. we are on the record to being fans of Alejandro, although not necessarily for the same reasons as other people. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. By the end of the season, I was like, <laughs> I love this guy. He's so like a 180 from the characters introduced. He's the one who has... He like introduces an STD into the school, right? Is that was Italia or Espana? It was Espana, right? No, it was Espana. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was yeah. Espana. So I remember when he was introduced as a 
character. And I remember laughing out loud. Well, that's what I mean. Like your reaction was like, you called him. At, but at that point we hadn't seen like, for example, um, what the fuck season two, right? Senate. Uh-huh. Um, but you called him like your favorite. Um, <laughs> but it was more because like, he was like a child, like a ridiculous he's child. So ridiculous, yeah. Uh, and I feel like he's grown into uh, whatever he was going to be. He's He's kind of not necessarily my favorite in the sense that I don't really, I couldn't describe Alejandro to you. Like, he's just like a good looking guy. Like, that's it. And, uh, and so, so I can't, but, but he's so like sort of harmlessly charming and, and non-offensive that you can't dislike it. Yeah, no, that's kind of where, I'm, so, so my thing was, okay, so I get two episodes of Alejandro and I've learned absolutely nothing about him, uh, which is fine. Like, they were, that's, like, that's what I got. Yeah, they were very pleasant clips. I'm glad I got to hang out with him some more. Uh, I definitely like him by the end of the season. Like, some, like the fact that he was like the driver and he was so like cute and funny about it. Like, love him. Uh, yeah. But it's kind of what you're saying. It's just like, oh, he's cute and uh, he like is like <laughs> supportive himbo again but a different type he's like a different type yeah he's a gq model himbo yeah <laughs> not a rugby himbo <laughs> so i really enjoy those uh, clips like you have to okay please after we record look up and i'm telling everyone who's listening to this look up that actor he has a music video he has i guess a music career it is the funniest thing oh i knew about the modeling but i didn't know about the music um i also know that nora released some music because i follow her on instagram but i haven't listened to it i'm sorry uh the girl who plays nora in España. yeah yes yeah yeah um and didn't she sing in some season Yes, yes, she's sung a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, she had a, she had a nice voice. No, I'll have you just, it'll be a treat. Trust me, find, find his music video. Yeah, so like, I was like, let me, let me look at my notes for Alejandro. He's like, okay, he's in London. And then like, it's so funny because one of sort of the things that they'd had set up a little bit in earlier seasons was that like, you know, he doesn't quite, like his, his, he fights with his parents. He doesn't quite fit in. I think his grandfather passed away or was sick and like, like he was close with him. And so I'm like, okay, is this the one chance that I'm going to get some sort of glimpse at his family life? And the answer was no, no. His mom gets <laughs> to hug him when he leaves for London. And that's <laughs> it. And then he can't, he, I, he, when he's FaceTiming Nora, he's like, what is it that he says? I didn't even write it, but he was like, she was like, how are your parents? And she was like, he was like, I don't know. They're nice now. Like, they <laughs> I feel like I feel like the parents have accepted the fact that he's not going to college and they're like, well, at least he's working. Uh, <laughs> what is he even doing in London? Like, I don't think. Yeah. What is he doing in London? Think? Like with other Will, Will, Williams, it made more sense because it was always very clear that his parents were in like finance or something like. He big- set up something at the end of season three that I cannot remember where he's like, I think I'm just going to go to London. And like, he's just like cleaning. Right. The- but then, like, why is he working as, like, a fry cook or whatever he is? I don't know. I thought he was a dishwasher. Dishwasher, even better. Uh, oh, yeah, because he talks about it. Um, yeah, wh- why? What? <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. It was, like, an interesting glimpse. Yeah, of- it was interesting. And the glimpse of him, like, sort of finding his place in the world. Like, he he's still the same cool dude, but, like, on a more real level. 
Um, and I think that comes across a lot, like he's much more mature. Uh, you see that in his conversations with, um, with Nora, you see that in, um, his like awkward small talk with Amira, like, I feel like there's a version where they don't even acknowledge each other, you know, like that would have been like two years ago, but Uh they're like, oh, you know, like, I like, like, I'm in love with your best friend and you're in love with my best friend. We gotta, (laughs) (laughs) Um, kind of like unwarranted a little bit. Like, I don't know when in the show that change happened because he wasn't really much of a presence in season three so like but whatever it there did was a little bit of like there is yeah like there was a little bit of like there is these this complicated like dude that just can't make the right choices in the background right and and but then I feel like we've we've technically haven't skipped that much like a couple of months and right <laughs> London has really helped him mature I guess I don't know I don't want to tell you the dishwasher really changes your perspective <laughs> My version of it was that he was like, Nora, I just want to be with you. I don't mind being your kept boy. That's fine. Like, uh, so dedicated to her. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit like, I don't get it, but it's charming as hell. Like, yeah, it's sure. charming as hell. It's fine. He's and I'm like, too perfect, maybe, arguably, because he is so understanding. Like, he never once, you know, ever expresses anything like, hey, I've been waiting around. I've been really good. You were kind of mean to me and I, it wasn't my fault what you went through. So like, how long would I have to wait? And I admired that he never said that. I have dated people who would say something like that and seeing him not say it, I was like, yeah, because he's a good person. <laughs> yeah, so I thought he was really mature when she was like, she opens up to him, which I also love. Like we saw that maturity where she's like, I am not afraid to tell you that part of the reason why as much as I like you, I cannot commit to this is because I am still dealing with my past trauma. And he's like, I get it, but I'm willing to still be here and work on it and be with you however much you're willing to give me. So I'm leaving Friday. And I was like, yes, we've been giving a deadline. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he, I really liked that she is still dealing with that stuff, that it isn't just like swept under the rug. Um, I can't, I, I feel like they don't give it a lot of time. It gets resolved like relatively quickly because in the season. Thing has to have like two episodes to so so. I like like that's oh, what you're saying. Like they have to cram all of this plot into this very condensed time period. Yeah, and on the one hand, I kind of am glad maybe that they didn't go for like something much more dramatic because they definitely didn't have time to do that. Yes, I was. I was. Yeah, I would think this is the one that I'm the happiest with because it was just like short and sweet. Here yeah. is the cute cuties. You wanted them together. Here they are together. You get a big romantic chase yeah. that gets to be funny because the dad is like, I have to go around the roundabout. And they're like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like wrap it up. And it's a nice kind of almost, I don't know, callback or ref- like, I don't know, reference to, you could say obliquely to original ending of season of of like OG season two ending where he's leaving in a car and he comes back. But in this one, she like chases him down. Um, Usually, usually when teen characters in shows kind of like give up life things to be with each other, I'm very like, no, don't do that. Why are you so young and stupid? And this time around, I was like, no, it's fine. Like he doesn't need to go back to London. And when- Yeah, I was like, I don't know what he's getting in London that he can't get over here. Like he just clearly wants to get a job and okay, get a job and, and be in love with this girl. Like- yeah. And she, 
you know, when she, she initially, when she says she doesn't want to go to New York, I, was, I did get a little bit of that like feeling, but then she's like, no, I'm going to go for three months and then I'll be back. And three months is enough. And I'm like, yeah, it is enough. Like, what is she going to do? In, I mean, in she's already lived in New York. So I was like, it's not like, it's like, sorry, not New York. They lived in like Wisconsin or some shit like that. United States. In yeah. The United States. But like, you know, like it's not, she's depriving herself of an experience that she, could never have otherwise and her sister is still there so I was like you know what it's fine and I also understand the impulse of like wanting to start your college experience at the same time as your friends like that's totally normal and it's not giving anything up you know it's like yeah like in four years or however long their colleges are when she graduates she can maybe still do a year away if she wants to like yes yeah yeah. but it didn't give me that icky kind of uncomfortable feeling when they end up staying together I mean staying in Madrid for each other uh, yeah and it's, it doesn't feel like they're giving up parts of each other parts of, of themselves yeah, to be so, yeah the argument that Amira was making about her and Danny where it's like we have to give up something for it to work and it's like not worth it at this time of our lives yeah uh, you know um whereas I didn't feel like they were giving anything up so yeah all right yay Alejandro yeah, nice, sweet. Now let's get to the <laughs> the rest of it. Okay, so the funniest thing is that my Lucas notes are the shortest, even though it's like the most content because I like just pretty much hate it. Um, <laughs> I don't have a ton. Actually, don't have, I actually strangely don't have a lot to say either, though I'm sure we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, okay, so first of all, I don't think that these are Lucas point of view clips because again, what did I learn about Lucas? I learned more about Lucas watching his YouTube channel two years ago like uh where he did like his coming up clips and he actually had like a video with Amira and like I don't remember all the specifics but like yeah and he's actually very unsympathetic oh my god so fucking that's what I said at the end of the previous one I was like no don't be an asshole like Lucas yeah yeah so, so yeah, first of all, he's a fucking dick the entire time. And we never have a clear understanding as to why, because even though we're supposed to be getting glimpses into his point of view, we don't. Like, it seems his parents are getting in a divorce and it's hitting him hard because even though it's a thing that pro- he probably wanted for a lot of his childhood, the reality of your parents getting divorced is different than the idea of they should get divorced. Um, <laughs> well, it's like they crammed a an season. entire season into... Yeah three episodes at most like if you added up all the clips I don't even think it would be three whole episodes no. oh and on top of that so he's dealing with like family stuff uh he's dealing with cussing so oh, so we've never like seen them in love we are yes. told that they are no we are told that they spent like a night together and then they're they're like super dramatically in love I think I think it might be implied that maybe it was more than that like I know he they spent some time together and then cussing disappeared yeah yeah and then and that like devastated lucas okay all right sure yeah, but i like i'm never sold on this relationship ever never, ever uh, again if you did such a if you did go through the trouble of setting up some of this stuff like the lavas and whatever blah, 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 you could have easily set it up in, in season season three or like either there's a glimpse or there's a conversation or there's a text like something but nothing we see him with like Lucas has had like a different fucking boyfriend at the end of each season essentially yeah 
or like it's been implied or like whatever. Um, and as a character, he doesn't seem like someone who is like needing a long term or like even in the sort of mental like or in the place in his life where this is a thing that he wants and sort of yeah, at least of this particular moment, right? It yeah, exactly. Like the vibe that you yeah. get. So it's like there's all this backstory that that is just we're being told and it's just being crammed and you're just like whoa whoa, whoa trying to catch up here. Right. Yeah, I have no attachments to them as a couple at all. And then, and then you cannot uh, disconnect it from the story with Amira. Yeah. So, so it's coming in with a lot of baggage, right? Yeah. Um, because you meet him, and now when you look at it a second time, when they walk into the cafe and Lucas and Kasim like look at each other, um, the reaction is different you're like there's actually like an acknowledgement not bef- like it's different right I would say the one like compliment I would give it is that moment where the minute Lucas and he there was something I, I would have to go back and look to see what it was whether it was in the acting or the editing or what or both or all of it but uh where I was like something there's something going on here that I don't know about and it was super subtle I was like these two something they know each other or something's gonna happen I for a second thought they were playing some version of Evan where like they know each other from before or like mm-hmm. something something but I didn't in my mind ever like go to the idea like like Kasim uh, not Kasim uh, Lucas hit on Kasim or something but there's some sort of history there's going to be conflict later um I did not see the plot twist that actually Kasim was gay but um so I will credit them to say that I think that they did that really well like really subtle and good that one moment that's yeah, it so then we get and yeah so then we get this reveal I think yeah we find out before Amira does and then it becomes like this huge secret that Amira has to carry um and lie to her friends about all so that the real the real point of this isn't even again for us to learn more about Lucas is to get Amira to the point where she's like isolated and fighting with uh Dunia right yeah and that's where I'm where I was saying at the beginning where I was like I don't think it makes first of all okay it's not ideal to have Amira out someone but you know what I could it happens you know people do bad mean stupid things and then regret it yeah so that part it's not so much I don't think it's actually out of character because I think like Kasim was putting a lot of pressure on her I understand where that's coming from but I also think that like it does not make sense from a writing point of view that she can't come up with anything to tell Dunia. Like, mm-hmm. especially because we actually have seen Kasim and Amira have conversations, like real conversations from like, I think the thing that like two real conversations. Right. Um, and it was pretty much established that like part of the reason why he, he doesn't want to tell her one, because the, because he's not ready to come out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, because he's like, I don't want to keep getting set up on these dates. Okay, use that excuse. I don't know, like that, like, hey, like, I I think- And if she says her. why, then just say, like, talk to your brother. Don't ask me why. This is what he's all he exactly. told me. He yeah. Told me, yeah, he told me that he doesn't want to be set up anymore. And so I told him that it was okay, but actually I'm, I, but actually I'm dating Danny. So I felt like I needed to be honest with you, right? Yeah. And so it's like a character that's so logical- like there's not like so much. I just it baffles me that she cannot think of anything to say. I think maybe what we're supposed to interpret from it is that she is really resentful to Kasim, and she kind of. I don't think she. 
I didn't read that scene as her saying what she says because she doesn't, she can't think of an excuse. It's because she's pissed off and she kind yeah, of- Yeah, not so much that one, but like, this is like the third time they have that conversation. Wait, which one are you talking about? I'm when talking about her conversation with Dunia. Yeah, when she adds him to Dunia oh. effectively, that's like the, like, this is not the first time that Dunia oh. asked. So I'm like, like that point I would get it because he still hasn't come out. He said that he will. You've had a version of this conversation three times. You didn't sit at home, I bet, thinking what you could have said instead, because I would have. I would have been like, let me go back. But that's my point. I think she doesn't, she, I think she has this like mean, spiteful moment and she is like sick and tired of being put in this place and by Kasim. And so I think it's actually like a very spiteful thing to do, which is not a good, it's not a good thing, but but to get there, we've had to have these other conversations where she doesn't come up with anything to say. And she cries. She's crying. Right, right. right. She already had two where she was really bad at it. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that moment in particular, actually, I buy it. That, And then she realizes. And, like, she says later on to Lucas, like, and I should have called you and warned you, like, the moment I realized what I had done, right? That is also true, Yeah. Um, and I think that all that all like it, I actually I th- actually thought it was pretty in character for her to be that spiteful in that moment because it's like a lot of other things have been mounting up, right? Because she's been pushed that far, yeah, yeah. But it's the pushing that I, I think makes- feels very written to me, like not in character, just like well, and bizarrely reflects on Dunya as well, where when she keeps harping on her about this, I'm like, let it go, girl. Like yeah, I thought I thought you were friends, so like. It's kind of like, this is the one friend she had to have, like she, the, the Chris conversation I wanted, except they had it three times. And I was like, we don't need it three times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, th- there's something not great about the way that whole thing is executed. I totally agree. So it's just like, it feels bundled. Like, and then, and then there's a lot of like criticism of like, Kasim doesn't feel like a real character. So you're trying to be like, look at us with our representation of this Muslim queer character and they're like yeah and what did you do yeah okay so (laughs) there's something about Kasim that feels incredibly phony and almost psychopathic like someone was saying that the actor just does not have the intensity to look sad like (laughs) yeah okay yes not the right vibes for it like so for example when does when is he good when he's supposed to be selling like that he likes Samira right like I think he's actually like kind of cute and like charming there but like that's not what they're asking of him in this entire thing he has to be like angsty and like worried and like repressed and the actor just cannot give me that I agree I think that is uh, a significant part of why the whole thing doesn't really work um but I would even say what was where was it I'm trying to see where I wrote this down um I think it's in the there was some moment where I'm like, is it, I mean, he just handles everything so badly. Yes. Everything wrong and bad. And I, I I think at some point he tells Amira to smile and I was like, you smile, you fucking dick. (laughs) You fuck, you fuck. Yeah, there was some, uh, basically at some point, I'm just even find a note. I must've written this down, didn't I? Um, Oh, so uh, in the last episode at the party, uh, Amira tries to apologize to Lucas and he's like oh it's all good girl <laughs> and then Kasim walks in and my thought was is it weird that I wish Kasim were more messed up like I wish I kind of wish that he had continued in his 
downward spiral, which doesn't make him like a horrible person. If we were watching, if I had a whole season to watch of his character, I think it could be arguably interesting. And it would be like a very self-destructive, uh, lost kind of person who you're hoping kind of manages to pull himself out of it or, or like finds his way or whatever. It's not about him. I know, but it is more about him than Lucas, weirdly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is more about him than Lucas, but then it's not about him. So I, I like, it's just- No, totally. Like, feels like they're wasting my time. Well, I, yeah, oh yeah, totally. But what I was going to say is that just like, I almost wish that the whole thing had ended with him being really like, just not, still not capable of handling this well or doing, I don't know, doing the right thing. And that when, and so that, when Amira apologizes to Lucas, like there's something that his accepting of her apology is that to me because he already has made up with Kasim and everything is good. I mean, I also, I, also, I wanted to see, I guess it's a little bit like the Chris thing for you where I was like, I wanted to see him accept her apology and then get back together, even if Kasim has fallen apart, right? Like, and he's no longer in his life. Um, and so, like, like, it's easy to forgive someone for breaking up your relationship once you get back together with that other person. I like, mean, harder. I also think that if I'm going to give the same criticisms to to other seasons, um, I have to give the same criticisms, even if it's Amira. And I don't think you should say thank you for outing me to anyone ever. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, accept the apology, but don't, don't be like, you know, I think in the end, it's uh, the best thing that ever happened to me. No. <laughs> or like, if that is a thing, that is a thing that you come to, that's a realization you come to after a lot of heartache. And it's, that, it's been, it's been like two weeks. And time, know. exactly. And like, that is for even, even however long it's been, which is not a lot, we haven't seen any of it. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it. So like, yes. Okay. I'll accept your argument that with time, this could have worked, but the way that it's crammed here, I would have rather not have Kasim and not have Lucas' point of view because I felt like they wasted my time and I learned nothing about anyone. Uh, yeah. And there is a legitimate question of like, why did they do the story in the first place? I don't know what it's doing. I don't know. Other than be a conflict for Amira and Kasim that is not a triangle, a love triangle between her and Danny. It feels even dumb. I don't know. Like, what's the point? I don't know. It's a low bar when I would rather have the dumb stereotypical love triangle, love triangle. Yeah. <laughs> than this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked the one, I guess I liked seeing Eva and Jorge like show up for Lucas a couple times. Like I was like, oh, the original trio. trio. That was nice, but it felt very like, that was the only time where it felt like the, sh- the season felt like it was hinging on that or like hinting at the after school special vibe. Yes, because- 100%. It's like, we're worried about you. You're passed out. It's so overly dramatic in a way that has never been España. Like, yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> and look, show, if you decided to make Chris into Isak, then that's it. Like, I think another thing is, and I think this gets talked about a lot online, is that despite me loving the whole squad, ultimately, the, re- the real developed characters are the girls. So as much as we like Jorge and we like Lucas, we don't really know them very well. So yeah, that's a good not point. only do I not know Kasim at all, I don't know Lucas that well either for yeah. me to like, be able to fill out all these blanks. 
to have these point of view characters. I know Penetrator Chris more than I know like, <laughs> Lucas. So when I get his point of view clip, I understand him. And Lucas, like, yeah, Lucas is a character I think would need his own season to dive because he is a very like, both the actor and the character as far as we've been given of him is not a, how do you say it? It's not that he's not deep. It's that he's not a person who you look at and you're like, whoa, there's a story there. I don't know what it is, but there's something going on. You just look at him and you're like, oh, he's like a fun loving guy, which doesn't mean he doesn't have problems. Yeah, yeah, of course. Tons of them, but it's not like an immediate, like you said, it doesn't immediately lend itself to like filling in the blanks a little bit always like prior to this season I always enjoyed having him around like we really really liked him in season one yeah. I get clips with him and horror hair like I think their friendship is solid I always enjoy seeing him but this like I was so angry I don't think you understand Liska like I was like <laughs> I can't believe I ever wanted a Lucas season like I I want no Lucas in my life please take him away like I can't watch <laughs> these clips anymore what are they doing it just yeah it felt like a wasted opportunity at the very least mm-hmm. uh, and yeah I was like I don't know that this is the best use of your time and budget um, <laughs> yeah. and yeah and again like I still don't know what the point is I guess you could say thematically there's relevance to the idea of you know everyone is hiding everyone has these double identities Amira yeah, yeah. and Kasim and uh, I guess not so much Lucas because Lucas has nothing that we could, I guess, I guess he's hiding what's going on in his personal life and he's like over smoking too much because of it or whatever, drinking too much, partying too much. But it, even that isn't really like developed or nothing is really done with it. It's not like they end up seeing, getting to some common ground because of it. So yeah, it's, I guess I don't have like that much more to say about it, except that it was easily the worst thing about the season. Yeah, I agree. I think that this really is. And the fact that this is the one that they decided to give three weeks three weeks to, I was like, oh my God. And I do think it puts a sour on the rest of the season mm-hmm. and um, on Amira herself. <laughs> uh, it was really like Lucas gets so emo. Um, yeah, um, he's so uh, me, 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 me. Like everything is about him in a way that is really like off-putting and does not make me end the show with any, like you said, like we start off liking him and then by the end, it's like, oh, you're a whiny brat. Like get out of here. <laughs> I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah, I was like, Lucas is getting high and being annoying. Like I wrote this many, many a times because yeah, yeah. I was like, whatever, I don't care. So I don't know. I'm sorry, Lucas, that we ended up at this place because I didn't want to end up at this place. With yeah. you. And I do think that Liska put it well when she said this is the worst part of the season. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it fucks up with Amira's season two because they are linked. You know, there's no way to separate the two because of the way that production had to be done. Right. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. And that leaves us with Joanna. Yes. Who basically hadn't been around for most of the season because she was in um, uh, hospitalized again because of her mental health. Um, I, I don't have the TikTok, but I will, I will say that one of the things that they were very good at that season was um, Chris and Joanna were like really good at, uh, they had like this one TikTok that was really good at the hospital. 
I, I'll show it to you later. And then they have another one that I just reblogged. I'll show you, show you that too. So they were definitely like cute in social media. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, so we get Joanna back. Um, and uh, we get some, some of like their greatest hits, like the rooftops, right? That's sort of the place that we go to for a couple of the big moments. And we have we get the whole thing with the necklace, which I'm gonna admit, because I hadn't seen those clips, um, I hadn't noticed that after like uh, Joanna gives Chris the necklace, she has it on like basically every scene after. I'm yes, like, oh, I even loved like when um, at graduation she has it as a choker. She like adapted it for the situation, which I loved. Well, let's go back to Joanna. So, what was your impression of the Joanna storyline? Just that like less odious and less annoying than the Lucas thing, but the same problem of trying to cram a season's worth and kind of fairly complex problems into at most what adds up to like two episodes. And so it both feels overblown and overwrought uh, and sort of like soapy or something for a moment. I mean, at moments, but also like because it's dealing with mental health stuff, it's very reductive cheesy and specifically at the scene I'm thinking of is when she shows up at Joanna's doorstep I mean and they go up to the roof and I actually thought like the way okay so tackling the idea of her coming out of school uh, out of the hospital and and like missing the school year and feeling like you know behind with everyone else yeah I is don't remember if this is the second time she's missed a school year or not like I don't remember if they got that from the oven or if or not because like she doesn't, in the last episode, she talks about going to art school. So I'm like, wait, so does she miss a year or not? I don't know how it yeah, works. Right. Does she miss a semester? How does, but it, it, she is behind from everyone. She is not going to school. So I did think that that was interesting um, in terms of that. Like every time she thinks that she has a handle on this thing, then it comes back and it sort of feels like she's starting over, even though she's not. And I think that's the point that Chris is making, right? That like, yeah, uh, but yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, so they go up to the rooftop. Oh yeah, so they go up to the roof and there's the... Yeah, you were saying, so John is on the rooftop and then you were saying about, I think you were gonna say something about what Chris said that you didn't like or like... Oh yeah, so, so yeah, so Chris says something about like, I can't, God, I wish I'd written down the whole thing. There's something she says before this that like kind of bothered me. And then she says, it's not a switch I can turn on and off. And Wait, I... Uh, BPD? Yeah, yeah. Joanna, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 sorry. Joanna says this too, Chris. And the, the whole conversation, I was like, this is, these are complex things. And what you're saying is so reductive that, and, and um, not the whole, the whole of it. And yet like these topics deserve much, they deserve the kind of scrutiny that like Amira's faith questions do um that it's like either do that either have a whole season about this or don't do it uh I didn't like that they were sort of just like it, and, and also like oh it was the, and also there's this comment about like they tell us not to have relationships and like that's not true maybe I, was, I don't know I don't know I was really surprised about that because I was like oh I mean I'm not a BPD expert but like um, I've, you're a fucking human being if you yeah, have I've, yeah I've, I've talked to you about it I learned about it like I my main drive was when in crazy ex-girlfriend when they diagnosed her that's what they gave her so I was like I want to learn more about this and I so I was like you know I was trying to so I was it's like it's a difficult you know diagnosis and stuff but like no therapist I would if any therapist said it to me I would immediately stop going to see yeah, them we've, we've talked about that a little bit about um like how difficult BPD 
being in a relationships are yes yeah and like but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have one right right and it's just something it doesn't and also like I can't turn it on and off like that's something we've talked about how this is a part of her so like okay that's true but that also doesn't mean that you can like that's not an excuse to act however you want like your job now is to you know figure out a way to have love and relationships and if you don't like in the people around you it's literally their job I mean therapists and doctors to help to teach you how to do that how to handle your emotions how to recognize the signs yeah it's interesting because ultimately it is Joanna's point of view right that's what we're supposed to be getting um and I think that also comes from two things like how popular the character is people do really like Joanna all the Evans obviously we never get one of those but I think more than people really like Joanna I think people really like whatever you want to call them, I'm going to keep calling them Chris Anna. Um, <laughs> because, and, and so ultimately, it's a similar thing about point of view where it's not really about Joanna, it's about Chris Anna as a whole. So yeah. these things, when you, when you come back to what you were saying before about like what we see and what we don't see in this season, why can't I see Joanna at home completely bored out of her mind, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're told a lot of things, but we're not shown them. And so we're never really connecting with her emotional perspective, even though all, that's- All we get is the highs of those emotions. Yeah. We're like, okay, she, Joanna's spiraling, like Joanna's spiraling. Right. And I, because I care about her, I am sympathetic, but I'm not necessarily a hundred percent there either. Yeah. I, not that I hate it. Like I like seeing, I, I loved seeing them again. It made me really happy because I think that season is also really good. Um, so. I was excited to have them again. Um, like the moment, the first time that Joanna was like guapa, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I really like Joanna. I want them to explore this topic more as like with Evan where that never happened. Um, but, but yeah, I do think it suffers from the time issue again, right? Um, yeah. It's not nearly as obnoxious or something I don't I, like as... Um, it wasn't the, the the ultimate execution. Like my problem with it isn't nearly as much as I, or my dislike of it is not anywhere near what my dislike of the Lucas Cassine situation. Yeah, no, but, and, I liked, and I liked coming back to these places that are very iconic for them um, and seeing yeah. there and seeing. I also do. like when she's on the bridge and she, I think it's when she sees the picture of um, yes, yeah, Chris and the um, yeah, in the Insta stories. Right. So like call me crazy but when a character is having like a depression kind of spiraling crisis standing on a bridge right like there is a subtle implication there <laughs> that is not even that subtle <laughs> and and I'm like this is a big thing for you to just be like throwing out there I feel like I feel like I feel like ultimately it's supposed to be more of a like she's by herself thing but you're right I think you can escape that implication and if you wanted to show us by herself there's like a thousand other places in Madrid you could have shown us right yeah I was like wait is she gonna do something is this where this is going is she gonna jump off this bridge like whoa like holy shit if that was the case which what what I feel like I would have warned you if that was the case yeah I like even I even I even not having seen the clips I would have known like at right. least. that's true like the only thing I, knew, I would have come up in conversation yes yeah, that the is only true thing I knew about these clips was the part that I wanted to talk about next the only thing I knew about the season was the quote like the basically the one that we're left with were um 
uh, Chris says, you know, maybe we don't have to do minute my binnen anymore. Maybe we can do day by day. That was the only thing that I knew about. So I knew we were going to end up there <laughs> at uh-huh. some point. Um, and at first I was like, okay, I'm kind of intrigued to see it in context. I, I think I actually ultimately liked it because again, it's a thing that Danny and Amira don't have, but again, this, this was stolen from scam. So it's still hard uh, where there's this one thing that is a callback instantly iconic about them and it's emotionally charged for them and for us. Yeah. And so yeah, we have an attachment to it as a line. Yeah. Yeah. And we understand what she's saying. She's recognizing her girlfriend's emotional needs and she's telling her, I'm still here and you keep getting frustrated. And I understand because it does feel like you're back at square one, but guess what? You're not right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're not where you want to be, but it, that's okay because yeah. I can see that we're moving forward and that's all that matters. Right. That we're yeah, moving. And I love that as like the message or the thing that will help Joanna as like the, yeah. Um, again, wish it had like more depth to it or more t- weight to it or time or something, but you know. Yeah. I think that all of these points of views are, victims of not enough time yeah. but also victims of not enough specificity in the point of view uh <laughs> okay another fantastic scene that also is like double-edged in that way that you just said is um is when chris comes out to her mom and it feels oh, like- i haven't mentioned that one yet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. So on the one hand i kind of love a lot about it. I love how she's so distracted and just looking around and it's such a like classic scene of like mom and daughter and generations and technology and all this kind of stuff and and a little bit like of an attitude from Chris. And then I love that she just blurts it out. That feels extremely in character for Chris where she's yes, just like, because you know what? No, she's been stressing about this for a year and yeah. she's stressing and she's been trying to think and she's been trying to like figure out when to do it. And it's a hundred percent Chris that she would just, just be like, you know what? She's my girlfriend. But then the mom is just like, gets this like, like misty look on her face and is just like, okay, well, I'll keep it from your dad. And I'm like, wait, okay. I mean, I'm glad that she's not having some big like meltdown, but also like, it feels like they're just trying to wrap this up. Like, this is a thing that was established in her season that we haven't finished. So let's just like, and it's been, it's been brought up again. It was like one of the little Chris Anna conflicts that we have in season three. It was like Donna being like, why haven't you come out to your mom? Like, right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it just felt very like as it gets to later and later in the season, there's a lot of a feeling of just wrapping things up. All yeah. the point stuff feels very much like that. And um and this one, this like specific part especially. Yeah, definitely similarly over here. Like I liked the scene. Uh I thought it was very crisp and very well done, and I'm glad we got to see it. But yeah, it was kind of like, okay, here it is. She did it, wrapping up. Woohoo, the end um yeah so yeah I mean out of all of these definitely the most successful is the Joanna one but again it's a character that we had spent a lot of time with uh and understood much better right yeah could say we spent a lot of time with Alejandro but no he was in our screens we weren't with him you know we've been with Joanna um much more uh, so yeah and even with her we barely got like that much new it was just like exactly it wasn't that much new um it was kind of like checking in as to where Chris Anna was and it's kind of like this complicated thing where you're saying where it's like well checking in means oh let's check in on how the BPD continues to affect the relationship which feels a little reductive uh, <laughs> um because again the, the relationship is more than yeah yep know. didn't go away right like still a thing okay (laughs) 
like even when we get the Evan point of view, right? Um, it's not it's not necessarily directly a check on check up on that. Like Evan's clip is like, I love this dude and I'm insecure because I don't think I'm worth enough, which is tied to his mental health, but it's not sure. about it, right? Yeah, it's um, not him actively spiraling in a in a uh, in a m- moment. Yeah. Yeah, and we get to see them like it's a moment. cute moment, and he's all like, "You've you've graduated or something." I think like I can't remember what the deal was. They end the school year, whatever, and then they get yeah. flirted, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> like, there's a lot going. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot going on in there, and there's also a lot of joy. We do have a little joy here. I like I mentioned before. I do like the necklace bit, um, mm-hmm. and again, that's another point where it's a callback on something that has been previously established. Sure, they had to remind us what it was. Um, but enough that you were like, ah, oh, right. Uh, at some point, she tried to give her um, this necklace. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember at the time wondering, like, what's the significance of this necklace? So I did kind of like that we got the answer to that. And I wondered if that was a question that was raised by fans. And so they're I like, think oh, so. <laughs> let's answer it. Story that we can throw in. <laughs> yes. And then thematically, um, connect it which you know what I'm here for that's fine it works I did really like the story itself yeah when she yeah, worked like, for me too I like the story and so I think that again it works because a lot of the groundwork has been done because the female characters have been more well developed um and so yeah I think that's where okay. I'm at ultimately so again also like okay I really like the story and her message of like as a woman I was truly happy but I'm like but depression we gave them props because Italia also gave him BPD, but they didn't do any of the groundwork, whereas España actually did. My point was just that like in bipolar, you have these like strong moments of mania and depression going back and forth. And then like, and so that line about is when I was truly happy, I feel like would make more sense in the context of that. But like borderline personality has a lot of other things that are bigger issues than, you know what I mean? It's not a cyclical depression mania. Yeah, but I think it was more within the context what I got from it. It was more like I have, she had recently been diagnosed. And so it's, I think it was like a sense of normalcy. It was like, I have, my life has now changed forever. I am nothing but this thing. Like, I don't know. Right. And so this was yeah. like a, a moment where she was like, oh, I'm, I'm still me and I can stop. Right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I I get what you're saying. I think, I mean, it doesn't make sense. I just also get this vague feeling of like, mental health, like, yeah. yeah, I think there was definitely a little bit of that um, for sure. Okay, other than that, I mean, we technically talked about the Chris clip. We talked about the Nora clip because it was like about her saying, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about, we haven't mentioned really Vidi. It's like a very small moment with Hugo before the test. Yeah, well, but cute. And, and, you know, now that I saw this season in one chunk, it was like very small, like the way that they set it up, I thought was actually very cute where like at first, you know, she's nervous about exams. So she's praying and then she like buys this lucky stone. Uh, and then she, and then in this clip, she gives that lucky stone to Hugo who like at this point understands his girlfriend enough and to kind of like get what she's at. And I thought it was really cute that he was like, oh, you're giving me your luck. Yeah, no, they're adorable see her growth as a character and you saw that this whole season in terms of her money issues yeah Mm -hmm. and be her being comfortable with where she's at and what those limitations are so like yeah uh, one throwaway line earlier was when they were talking about graduation dresses that as they're walking away uh, we you hear her say oh my mom made my mom made me this beautiful dress right 
Um, oh, I didn't even pick up on that. That's so great. Yeah. The one I noticed was when she, when Inez is pressing about paying for the cruise ship. Yeah. And she's just like, no, I can't. I can't ask my parents to do that right now. And she doesn't, you know, she's not like shame. She doesn't need to elaborate. She doesn't need to come up with, yeah. And so I like that. Sure to do it. Yeah. yeah, and like that honesty with not only Hugo, but Dylan was there and she wasn't like, like, you know, like this is awkward. Like you can tell that everyone's kind of understanding and on the same page. So I thought yeah. Dylan is a lot. Um, but anyway, yes, he, uh, <laughs> he seemed to like have stopped taking his ADD pills or something because he's just so like <laughs> all the time about everything I'm like calm down dude yeah so that was a very, very very cute moment and like I said overall I liked Viri this season and uh, then the last one is Eva which her clip was actually the one that gave me the least but it was just like I guess kind of coming full circle on Jorge, Lucas, and Ella as like this friend group and more than anything it was the three of them being nostalgic for their friendship and so I kind of liked and and the journey that took them to this to today mm-hmm. right so story-wise it worked it was just my kind of like a hanging out scene and apparently this season enjoys those so yeah and a callback to like studying and you know her insecurities about that I feel like of a um maybe not more than any other Ava but like certainly you know I, I like what this show has done with her character where they found this balance of her and also maybe because she was never like in other versions of the show, Ava season one and Ava season three or four feel very disconnected. And I know she's going through a lot and changing and stuff, but like she still feels stuff. like the same girl here, right? Exactly. Like, by the drinking, the partying, like yeah, I wanted to make note of like I thought it was really cute to end the season, right? When they're when they're making like that contract of like we're still gonna hang out. Uh-huh. And so I thought it was really cute to be very, again, in character about what each of them is saying. So it was like, the group chat needs to stay alive. And then we need to at least, if I was like, once a month, we need to go out, like, and get drunk. <laughs> and then Amira, Amira was like, we also need to see each other during the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, like, Amira's whole idea of having a list is so... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. It has been well-established since the first episode. I do, I do want to point out, by the way, I, I didn't go back and look at the list, but I'm 90% sure that, you know how she makes a list for Ramadan, <laughs> like, like, yeah, um, like, I guess things she's not going to be doing, you know, kind of like Lent is how I interpreted that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she breaks all of them. But- I'm pretty sure too. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't is uh, arguing with her parents. I think she doesn't get into an argument with her, with her parents after, 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 because I think the, the thing she, that yes, part- she makes the list before Ramadan actually starts, I think. Yes. And she makes it right after she's had the big argument with her mom. And then I, I don't think she has another big argument with her on, after that or, or yeah, her dad. But she's like, don't lie. Breaks or- that multiple times. Well, I think she said pray more, control her anger. Right. Totally does not. Mm-mm. I can't remember what the other ones are now, but it was like a l- extensive list. And yeah, anyway, I was like, I thought- that was one. Of, that was one of the moments where I was like, "Yeah, we we can be friends." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there. Uh, which is, and it's a screenwriting thing too to like kind of lay out, let's say, a yellow brick road, so to speak. Um, it doesn't happen as early as it would in a movie or anything, it, or even in like, is a thing that you are planning to do. 
even in a television show, it doesn't really come that early. But anyway, basically like a scene where a character kind of lays out things that either are that they're that they want to do or don't want to do, but like essentially you're signaling to your audience that either these things will all of them happen or none of them happen. Um, and it's kind of like a little Got it. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Your egg. Okay, I was trying to think if there was anything I wanted to add, but I think not. Oh, um, just very minor thing. At the beginning of the season, she has, Amira has Danny as Danny Chris. Like in- oh, I noticed that, yeah. And it's just Danny. Yeah. No hearts or anything though. <laughs> just very straightforward. I love like, how- Unlike our guy, unlike our guy, Isaac, who probably to this day still has Evan Casagrupa. Uh, <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna take time to change no, that. No. He'll get married and he'll have that in his phone. It's really, um, for me, it's really funny when someone has to share a contact with you because I feel like you learn a little bit about them. <laughs> My brother has everyone capitalized. So the only person whose name is capitalized in my phone is his girlfriend's because he like shared the contact like right. many years ago and it still says Jen Lee. <laughs> all capitalized. All caps. I loved how in the last scene on the beach, they are all like, they look like they spend a day in the sun. Yes, I absolutely love that. I was like the hair, the like the tan. Yeah, the pink. I don't know if they really just went out and hung out on the beach for a day, which given this show, like very likely could have happened. I mean, during the filming and stuff, obviously they spend some time there, but, uh, or if it's makeup, but either way, well done. Like I've seen lots of other shows that wouldn't put that much attention to detail. Really loved it. I agree. I do want to say that it does feel like it's a thing to end a scum at a beach these days in the remakes. Interesting. Um, yeah, so um, at some point, maybe I'll do like a little post with all of them. Um, I keep trying to like take screenshots of all of the, um, what's that word, swings and put them all in a post, but I'm pretty bad at it. But yeah, like I know France does it. I know Netherlands does it. I know like, I just want like uh, scam characters on a swing <laughs> as, as one of the posts. And I'm going to be better about it. I was really bad this month, but yeah, I got I to gotta get back into the Insta of it all okay I mean I think that's it I can't think of anything else that we can add to the world of scam España which means that this is the last time we're going to talk about scam España yeah um overall a version of the show I like a lot um and I'm glad that they were able to tell the complete story that they had set out to do right all yeah. four seasons yeah. and yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I was asked with the Mira stuff, though I totally hear your criticisms of it, um, and not just yours, but like, apparently yeah. a lot of people, and, and some of the stuff, the rest of the stuff in the season is not so great, but overall, like, I still enjoyed watching the season, I enjoyed being with them, I think it's a credit to the show, the sort of easy confidence it has, where mm-hmm. there's nothing pretentious about it, like, it just is what it is. It is and- what it is, yeah. I do love that. Yeah, and it does it like honestly and earnestly, but not talking down like or not patronizing. And um, yeah, it. So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss these characters, and I'm glad we got to talk about them. And yeah, thank you, Scam España. Yeah. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> it was real. All right, so then that is it. I think we're gonna be doing Druk season five next so we're gonna be officially meeting our first original character because i think arthur is like borderline half half yeah 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 so yeah and and her name is confusingly 
Nora. Nora. <laughs> That's me nuts. Damn them. <laughs> Wait, what was Nora's name in Druk? I forgot. Like the Nora character in Druk is. It was Mia. Anna? No, Mia. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, never mind. Not important. Okay. All right, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, let us know your thoughts about, I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it can be about scam, but it can be about whatever. We're open to chill and just chat. Yeah. So find us on Instagram where I will be posting more promised Tumblr where I like to reblog pretty things <laughs> or email us and just uh, let, us, let us know your thoughts. Um, okay. Um, I guess. Uh, adios. Nos vemos. Adios. Adios. Bye. Bye.